0: Guys, and welcome to part one of our coverage of Shrewsbury Food Festival. We have we got so many great interviews uh, during the the two days that we were there that we have had to split this up into two parts. But this is great because uh, we got to meet so many great new people. Uh, we saw some uh, some old friends of ours, and uh, we had a brilliant brilliant time. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time yakking on. I'm going to let you get on and listen to this episode. Um, And I appreciate you listeners coming back. I've had so many um, positive um, comments and and messages and things over the last couple of weeks. I just want to say a huge, huge thank you for you guys for supporting us. Um, It wouldn't be possible without you. Anyway, enjoy this episode. Peace out. Hello, guys. Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. And today we have got a very special um, episode for you uh, because we are at... Uh, shrewsbury food festival Um, we are here for the whole day and we're going to be speaking to a lot of the vendors i've walked around this morning it's not open yet we've got 20 minutes before the gates open Um, i've seen some familiar faces i'm looking at darren from gin different right now he's across me at gin different Uh, there's loads of local shropshire um uh, food producers and and you know there's some from outside the town as well so we're gonna we're gonna introduce ourselves to everybody um We're going to get a real good feel of this. Uh, We're also making a vlog as well. So if you're listening to this and thinking, I wonder what it really looked like. Well, go to our YouTube channel, which is the Shrewsley Biscuit podcast, of course. Give us a subscribe and take a look at the vlog that we're going to make. Right now, I'm watching Timmy um, record a vlog about tractors. Give him the camera. I was like, off you go, do tractors. And that's what he's doing. So um, I want to say, before we get into all this, I want to say a huge thank you to to the guys at shropshire festivals uh, for inviting us and also been really really nice i walked in through the bottom gate where all the all the staff come in and the, the girl on the gate was like i know who you are in you come guys we got welcomed in uh, with open arms so thank you very much and um we're going to go and shove our mic in people's faces that's what we're here today I, they did offer us uh, the opportunity to have a marquee here today but uh, I wanted to walk and get the real feel for it, so um, we have got um, microphones on foot. Um, so we're going to be doing the awkward thing today. But there are so many people here that we know. I don't think it's going to be that awkward, to be honest. We'll try and get get in some of the, uh, the some of the, the talks and some of the, um, uh, the you know some of the guest speakers, so we can get a little bit of that. Obviously not too much, because you know that's what people pay for. But um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Follow me. Let's do this. Hello, how's it going? My name is Alex. I'm from the Shoesbury Biscuit podcast. And this, we're going to be covering the event today, go around speaking to a lot of people. Uh, what is it you've got here today? What so
1: we are launching our Anytime, Anywhere Engineers project today. Uh, it's in association with the Royal Academy of Engineering and the National Farmers Union, who are just over there. And basically, I work for High Impact, and we're helping to deliver the project. So it's to engage students in agricultural engineering. So with us today, we've got our VR headsets.
2: So with some of our partners,
1: including Harper Adams University, we've taken 360 degree photos of the facilities that they have in their places of work and we are showing those to the public that they might not normally get to see and see how engineering has a very integral part in within agriculture uh, in the current it's
0: climate. really interesting concept because when it comes to agricultural farming people think it's all farm or mcdonald yep. but there's absolutely. a lot more to it isn't it
1: absolutely so we've got um stripped down tractors in repair bays we've got drones we've got completely autonomous fields and we we look at the future of agricultural engineering you know the future agriculture engineers might not even be engineering on this planet,
0: so yeah, it's you know yeah. taking
1: those uh, those qualities and taking them further.
0: Fantastic, and um, so this is something that's been tried and tested, I imagine, mm-hmm. so, yep. that, uh, around so, the world
1: or just locally. So we've worked with um, projects all over the world. So um, we've worked with the uh, research ship Sir David Attenborough. Wow. Yes, so we uh, were allowed exclusive access to the ship and we took 360-degree photos. And at the naming ceremony, we had our headsets there and people could see what the ship was like on board because obviously it was completely off-limits to the public. They got a a view from the uh, bridge so they could see out what the captain would see as it was sailing around the Antarctic and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we've we've used this technology to just help people connect with those.
0: I love the idea of technology and and agricultural Or agriculture coming together. Yeah, because it's not something you you, you usually put no, together in a sandwich. No, the
1: whole right? point of the anytime, Engi- anywhere engineers yeah. project is that we engage with the students and engage with children to understand that it's not you know a farmer in a field with a pitchfork. Yeah, it yeah. is you know you know some of. The, I was uh, speaking to some uh, people who were who built tractors and some of the equipment that goes in the tractors costs more than my car. It was just <laughs> ridiculous the technology that they were using and yeah I mean like the. Um, hands-free hectare at Harper Adams is completely hands-off it's not been touched by human hands and it's all autonomous robots and drones and surveillance to uh, try and grow without actually requiring that human but you need the engineers to make sure that those robots work of
0: course of course yeah farming with robots that sounds like a great idea doesn't it we definitely need to find out more about that thank you so much for chatting to me how can people find you um...
1: so they can find us online at highimpact.co.uk or they can look for anytime, anywhere engineers just to put it into a Google search and they'll be able to find us.
0: Fantastic. Thank you for chatting to me That's and I hope you have a great day today. It's thank you very much, you, you too. Hello, I am Alex from the Shrews with Biscuit podcast and today we're going to be covering the event. So um, this I, I understand how important agriculture is, especially the future of agri- agriculture, especially when it comes to like irrigation, um, uh, automated crops and all sort of things. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to our... listeners.
3: Hello, yes, I'm Sam Wayne. I'm a senior lecturer at Harper Adams University and I'm in charge of um, uh, lecturing robotics at the university and I brought a couple of robots along just to show uh, people what they're capable of and what the difficulties are with robotics as well.
0: Yeah, very cool. The cool little things. Um, Where where does this come from? The idea of using robots with um, food, with farming, where does that come from?
3: So, what we need is to Automate farming because we really need to reduce our reliance on human manual labor. So, we're looking at robots to do picking tasks, and we're also very interested in organic farming. So, robots can put in the time to selectively harvest and mechanically weed, uh, which is a very labor intensive task. So, these are items that we are particularly looking at at Harper Adams.
0: How fast How fast are these things developed then? Because, you know, every time I turn on the news, it seems like they've made another advancement in AI or a robot that can... It's not like that, that Spider-Man thing that can jump from building to building now. It's scary, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, I mean, the history of robots really was in the automotive industry back to the 1950s, and that was fairly easy because every car and every piece of metal is the same. The, the difficulty with food is no two pieces of food are the same, so really the advancement needs to come in artificial intelligence to be able to recognize food whether it's ripe or not or whether it's squishy or or, uh, too large or too small and sensors so what I'm showing at the festival is there's a robot which is picking and trying to put olives onto a pizza, but it doesn't have the sensors for it. So I'm also showing on the right-hand side what a sensor would be uh, capable of doing, but as you can see, that the robot does struggle without when it can't actually see what it's doing. It's a bit like wearing boxing gloves and being blindfolded without having that AI. But the developments of AI are certainly coming into the forefront now, and they are helping us to make more intelligent robots perform better as well. Yeah.
0: Now, as a lecturer at Harper and technology moving forward all the time. Does it make your job more difficult? Because obviously things change in every year. There's something new for you to teach yeah. uh, your students.
3: Absolutely. But that's why we're in lecturing, because we never stop learning. I love it. Yeah. Um, so every year there's new technologies. Students come to us with new ideas and new technologies, and we have to learn it. And we learn it in collaboration with the students. We're not the masters of uh, of all of the technology. Really, we're opening the doors for the students. And it's the students who show us the way a lot of the time but we work hand-in-hand hand with all the new technologies, certainly with deep learning and new advances there. It's something that we're constantly
0: looking into more and more. Um, my wife was just... My, my kids started year two yesterday in school, and she was looking at the curriculum, and she was like, oh, my God, they're doing coding, coding on computers. We never did coding. And I was like, yeah, well, that's, that's how they're doing things now. But with the kids, they started them very young with coding, because it all goes hand-in-hand, hand, right? Coding, technology, Absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. The internet, uh,
3: Yeah, yeah. And I think if you learn how to um, write code, it gives you a really good uh, insight into robots and machines um, and how we can develop things in the future. So I think learning coding from an early age is a really good skill to have. Just like learning how to fix a bike,
0: coding should be as important as that. And having one of these guys as like a scarecrow in a field as well, that would be pretty cool to find. (laughs) I think this is all just really cool. I mean, I was just talking over there about the drones and the application of technology with with farming. I just think it's fascinating, it really is, because you think of farming as the old fashioned farmer giles in a field with a pitchfork. But it's not, is it? All this information now that's good. well,
3: yeah, Some of the another of the things that I'm demonstrating is a mobile robot, which is in the centre, which is just showing the basic use of sensing, and it knows where it is, so it's got GPS as well. And the idea is there that the robot can work all through the night. It can just find slugs, get rid of slugs organically, or it can find weeds. So really it's there to help the farmer. And farmers are really interested in cutting costs. And I think once they come around to the fact that technology can do the work for them while they're asleep then we've won them over.
0: So you've basically created like a guard dog for crops basically absolutely yeah yeah a a tireless one
3: yeah so we we develop mobile robots at Harper Adams we uh, uh, change tractors so they can be autonomous tractors they can seed and weed Uh, they can find pests and they can monitor the crops and they can tell the farmer in the morning um, if there's any been any particular problems or were needs particular treating or if there's a fence down or or even if there's a sheep that's disappeared as well
0: it's both really exciting and really scary at the same time <laughs> I, I do you get a lot of people like that that come to you and be like this is just uh, like i'm dumbfounded you know there's a lot of, do you mm. find that a lot, of, especially with the old generation maybe I don't
3: yeah know. i mean the, the knee-jerk reaction is robots are going to take jobs but we don't want people to lose jobs yeah. we want people to reskill. so we've got a picking and placing robot here which has could be used in the food industry well yes that could do the job that a person could do but we still need people to look after the robots to provide the foodstuffs to the robots and to uh, move the foodstuffs on so i think people's jobs will be more reskilled and, and more intellectual uh, and what we've got over here was we also have a drone and the drone has been used for sheep herding as well now how we heard the sheep what we do is we we looked at the behavior of this and rather than scaring the sheep like a guard uh, like a sheepdog might do the sheep learn to like the drone because the drone always leads them to food so we have a drone and the, the, the sheep actually follow the drone because they always know it'll lead them to food so they're not scared of the drone anymore so that that's a new way that's what of forward, right? Hel- well. helicopter
0: using the blades
3: <laughs> no that, that is done cool. in some countries but now yeah. the drone is is a friendly and we yes we are very keen on animal behavior we have robot milkers at Harper Adams now. They have been around for some time, uh, but it's very interesting when we talk to the, be- the cow behaviorists who say this is you've got to train the animals to like the machine. Yeah. Same way with humans, really. We're always going to be a bit wary of new technology, but you know, we we just get there and we learn to work with it.
0: It's another interesting thing, as well as how animals deal with technology, cars, with things like this. Genuinely, this really happened, right? uh, Three weeks ago, I was coming home from work and I had to stop at a zebra crossing for a cat a cat uses a zebra crossing. Wow, I saw it. Um, and I was just, I don't know if it was a coincidence, but like, you know, you do wonder how they're gonna behave. I mean, like, you know, something like that could stress a cow out and it could cause problems. But I yeah. mean, obviously you guys have done a lot of work and yeah. it is very, very exciting. I have mean, um, how quick can this, this, this guy go with the, the, the food selection?
3: Yeah, so well, what's happening here, so we've got a little robot arm which is picking olives and putting it onto a pizza just by way of demonstration. Yeah. It's only running at quarter speed, so it's very slow, but it's there just to make people stop and look. It's not great at this job. You'll see that it'll move, uh, it'll miss some of the olives and it doesn't even know that it's missed some of the olives and some of the olives it just crushes, so it's not a great like picker. an old man. Yeah. <laughs> but what we're demonstrating here is if we just have a simple yeah. sensor, so we obviously needs some sort of olive sensor on this robot so we're showing that engineering isn't just about programming something to pick and place but it's also using sensors which could then go into the ai which uses needs coding so really all this robotics engineering needs everything from mechanical programming sensors uh, and the and the
0: knowledge of artificial intelligence i'm trying to get this guy on camera putting an olive down he's very camera shy i was trying to do it before here we go he's got the olive He's uh, putting it on the pizza. He's going to choose a space where there isn't one. Is that part of the programme? Hey, look at that. That's fantastic. Um, when it comes to young... Uh, obviously, Harper Adams is application for older, older children, university level. Um, if this is something that your child's getting into at a young age and you can see that's the path they're going down, what advice would you give to parents to kind of nurture that?
3: Yeah, well... I mean, I was nurtured from an early age. What I would always say is always encourage your kids to, if they want to take things apart, let them take them apart. That's how I learned. You learn sometimes by taking apart, sometimes breaking things, but that's the way we live and learn. And um, you just evolve in in that way. So just encouragement, you know, computers, programming, programming, um, video games, you know, it's Do they spend too long on the video games? Well, it depends. If they're starting to learn a bit of coding, if they're starting to learn a bit about the algorithm of the game, there might be more to it than you might see. So it's always just encouragement in whatever they're interested in.
0: My my kid likes Roblox, but there's lots of parts of Roblox where you're building things and you you, you kind of use it. There's one where he builds his own factory. The the, the more uh, stations he builds in his uh, factory, the more money he makes. He's he's understanding economy and stuff. Yeah. Hidden.
3: It's, it's, It's very clever. So we just have to re-skill ourselves as adults, I think, to understand that the younger generation, it might we think of them just playing games, but, yeah, I mean, with uh, Minecraft, you can program that. They actually have it in schools as well. They have programming lessons in Minecraft and Roblox. Wow. They're all sandbox games. They're all flexible. Mm. So uh, I think there's a lot there. Very inspiring for the young generation.
0: Thank, well, thank you so much for chatting to me my today. My um, I was a bit worried. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be really hard because it's, it is difficult to talk about something you don't know anything about but I think you're brilliant at explain yourself which is why you're a lecturer is why exactly you do, what you do, right? there's nothing
3: that uh, can't be explained here yeah. so don't be shy on ever asking about how robots work because that's our job to explain it to absolutely everybody
0: so. um, yeah. what i would say about this this guy uh, picking up olives and putting it on a pizza is a very fascinating thing to see but don't worry guys your job at the uh, pizza counter on Aster is, is safe for now because um imagine how long it would take to put a whole pizza together <laughs> but it's, I, I think it's amazing thank you for chatting to me my pleasure
3: thank you all right
0: Hello, I'm Alex, I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast and Hi. I do, do believe you're at Mile of Smiles.
4: Yeah, I yeah. was, that was a good gig.
0: It was fantastic, well, a great a great day. Free. Free for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners?
4: Uh, I'm Julia Dean Richards and uh, I live in Snail Beach in, in, near Shrewsbury, wonderful oh. place. Wow. Uh, moved here about 12, 13, 14 years ago.
0: It's a great place to move to. Uh, yeah, absolutely.
4: But but yeah, I've moved from the black country. So these guys here and the black country are kindred spirits. So um, uh, but uh, yeah, I like the Shropshire Hills and and it's a great place to uh, do arty things. I
0: was just at Bloom Studios with Kerry Jones yesterday. Um, I've spoken to Sheree Gerard recently artists poetry writers yeah, musicians yeah. it's just it's just phenomenal yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and you know the fact that we're bringing in talent here from, from the black country as yeah. well because um, it, it inspires it just, it's infectious isn't it yeah kind of yeah
4: definitely definitely so yeah no i i, I run uh, a, a charity called arty party nice. and uh, it uh, it supports adults with learning disabilities to be creative in whatever way so express and explore and, and uh, uh project their creativity so we do dance drama um film. uh, the films go all over the world we're award-winning in several different countries wow uh, yeah
0: um yeah so people find out information about that
4: so um we're on we're on facebook yeah um if you look up arty party uh, arty party telford there is a uh, we work in telford and in Shrewsbury. um there's a a, a a logo designed long ago by one of our members we're a membership organisation um and one of our members drew this uh, wonderful blue cat so we use that as our logo um yeah so you'll recognise the blue cat yeah.
0: Um, when it comes to poetry and art and, and wants, what you guys do try, it, do could. you agree that's really important as I like do. Got Almost like a, a journalistic sort of kind of um, log taking. It's like therapy, right? It can, it can help people get through life.
4: Yeah, I guess it's one way of expressing yourself, and and like you don't have to be part of a group to do it. You know, it's, it's a there's there's different aspects to it. There's yeah, there's the getting out and reading it with people, but there's also the sitting alone at night or something, and and you know feeling a bit low about something, and yeah. and then just uh, being able Sort of put it in words, yeah. you know. It doesn't have to rhyme. Um, just you know, get it down there, and you can work at it later. That's a craft, working at it and, and getting to the nub of what you're trying to say to people. But yeah, getting it out of your system in the first place is yeah. uh, is a journey. I imagine. I imagine.
0: We spoke to Ellison chained Miler uh, Smiles, and he was extremely inspirational. I mean, the stuff that he'd been through and how poetry had helped him change his life. You know, it, it was just. It was just one of those situations where I was just blown away by the power of this thing you know because it really does have a lot of um, a lot of inspiration for others as well because it was somebody told him about poetry and he was struggling with PTSD and it, Because of that inspiration, so you're you're probably going to inspire some others today. So yeah,
4: that's right. It works always. So that. So I've always written poetry since I was a tiny little girl, and I I was brought up in a beautiful place, much much, well, very similar to Shrewsbury, Buxton, and Derbyshire, in the hills. And there's a lot of kind of um, uh, trapped spirits there. Um, And um, yeah, I could spend my days dressed dressed in zany clothes and uh, wandering around the hills. (laughs) and around the parks there, very similar. So, so it was a nice place, safe place to grow as a poet and a, and, and a, a, a creative. On, but then from that, you know, then then, there's a, the then there are communities know, out there that you meet because of your poetry, right. which again um, is great me for mental health, there, health isn't it? Yeah. it? yeah, um, So yeah, so it's um, it's kind of and it works all. And then you come across, sort of, you go through traumatic times exactly. in your life. Anyway, um, uh, this guy, uh, you know yeah I went through breast cancer and treatments and everything and scary time you know where where like um, yeah I never had a a trouble expressing myself um, and possibly making um, it a little bit easier for other people by writing a poem about it
0: i got invited um, to a poetry slam by um, local poet tim Dawes. he's good um, he's a good friend i've seen um, i've uh, seen him for a time while time actually i'm to in touch with him but he invited me to a poetry slam and i'd never been to poetry slam and i was i was shocked by Is how by expressive poetry was people the they you would, would, would talk about all sorts Yeah. whether it's sex, whether yeah. it's trauma whether yeah, it's violence, yeah, they go straight into it you know, it's, it's very candid and I love that, I think it's a beautiful beautiful
5: art definitely. So. And, it, and
4: it's a way of condensing an idea um, so that you know, you don't have to write loads and loads of words, loads of prose which can be a bit scary for people it is just getting to the nub of something yeah. so um, and, and the, I think sometimes the, the less is more um yeah yeah Yeah, so different but we um i also run a um a a, a venue co-run a venue um community it's in good hands 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 which is on the frankwell roundabout okay Okay. so um we we're uh, as by day we're we're a community sitting room with a little cafe inside there but it's encouraging people People don't have to rush off after the coffee you know people sit around and chat uh you know get together so it's about community
0: um we need to keep in touch then because i can come around with some microphones talk about talk to people and uh,
4: totally do that uh in the evenings um on sort of friday saturdays and sometimes tuesdays we're a music cafe so we run live music events uh starts at eight o'clock it's not a late night thing you know so nice. again it's encouraging the community we do open mic nights we do uh, we have revolution grooves there which is like vinyl and uh, yeah all oh, wow. sorts of stuff going on so wow. just getting the community together and we're going to do spoken word stuff up there poetry and
0: I did a bit of poetry uh, on a podcast once, and apparently I'm not that bad, so maybe I can write something Yeah, (laughs)
4: because the thing is, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Nobody's judging, you know, uh, and everybody likes something different, so... Like some people do it to music, or
0: whatever. this is just a beautiful setting. Um, I'm glad I spoke to you today. Yeah, and you? Um, we'll keep in touch, and I'll come. I'll come by Frankwell. Do and see what do, doing.
4: yeah. yeah. i have just mentioned my my co-director Tessa Kirk, yeah. who's been up there for a long time. So we're working hard together. Well, thank you for chatting to me okay. I hope you have
0: a great day and I know you're here tomorrow so yeah. hope the weekend goes by and it stays dry about Absolutely, no. hope that
4: absolutely it's going to be beautiful this afternoon
0: yes we hope so we hope so <laughs> thank you for chatting to me
4: alright then you. thank you very much
0: hello my name's Alex I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast um, and we're here today covering we're here all day really just Talking to whoever's taking part because we've had 18 months of doing nothing. Now people are allowed outside. So let's do what we can to sort of sample the atmosphere. Would you like to introduce yourselves uh, to our, our yeah Yeah, um,
6: my name's Brendan Hawthorne. I was uh, made Poet Laureate of Wensbury in 2014. Wow. Um, uh-huh. And I've got several books published and published internationally as well. Um, and uh, also a musician, songwriter fantastic where does this all begin for you I mean um it's well to be quite honest it was it was about getting over dyslexia believe it or not uh, or working with dyslexia Uh, as dyslexics um, any dyslexics who are listening to this will know that their 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 brain often works a lot quicker than their communication skills and stuff like that so yeah um, I I just started writing uh, poetry because it was a shortened form of expressing my written work rather than trying to write novels and things like that where I have trouble with remembering plots and stuff like that. I feel like
0: with poetry it it can be like, I mean you're you're the expert, (laughs) but I feel like you you have to be so impactful with such short words you know and yeah. is, is
6: that the power of it is that is that what's yeah. so great about it the uh, the first bit of advice i was given when i started performing poetry was if you haven't got an audience by the end of your first line don't bother with the rest of the poem because you need to have that impact exactly so yeah um and that way you encourage the listener to step into your world for that duration so yeah you gotta really draw people in
0: yeah um is it is it a bit like um stand up you know you kind of have your your bad sets your good sets
6: you learn from them both or is it just i mean you, i I think you i think you learn um when as soon as you go out to perform anything as part of entertainment it is no longer about you it is about your audience yeah and with that in mind you have to be flexible Um, there's been many times where I've put a set together and timed it um, only to turn up at the venue and completely rip it apart and start again and I think you have to judge audiences um, you know does an audience want to be entertained, do they want to be put into a thought-provoking mood and basically you go from there with it you you, you assess and sometimes you still get it wrong Uh, you know we are human but um, I do try and mix spoken word up, so it's a bit like um, if you go to a concert where you might start off with a, a fast piece and then slow it down a bit in the middle and you yeah. know build it up again at the end, give people a journey.
0: I feel like sometimes with me, I mean, I've been doing this for a few years now, and I used to write reams and reams of notes to do this, speaking on microphone and stuff. But now I don't don't do that because I feel like it hinders me. Yeah. Um, I went for an audition at the BBC a couple of years ago to do on the radio, and I wrote down this story because they said, "Oh, you've got to have a story that's a minute long," you know. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I got this story about how I stole a handshake from the mayor." Okay, told it a million times. Thought I'd write it down to try and time it, make sure it lasts an hour. Got there, the lines just went blurry. Yeah, exactly.
6: Does that happen a lot to you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the big problems with me is my memory is really poor, and uh, it takes ages to jump anything into a long-term memory. Um, and that's been the case all my life. So. I guess it's a double-edged sword then, isn't it, really? Because like,
0: with the dyslexia, even though it's your words, it's written yeah. down, struggling to read it with the bad memory. Yeah, so exactly. It, you're just a pro out-and-out out then. You're just kind of like, oh, even though we've got all these challenges, I have got there and I just
6: nail it. Do you know what? <laughs> I don't see anything as being negative. I think, I think you know, I, I am... This is, this is not a sort of a big-headed thing to say because it, this is about being in my world. But I'm blessed with the imagination that I have. Yeah. And if I need to get it over to the uh, audiences, then I have to use whatever means I have that are comfortable for me. Fantastic, I- I'm really pl- pleased I spoke to you today. Oh, bless can you. you tell
0: our listeners how they can find your work?
6: Yeah, um, if they just go to my website, which is um, www. Dot, and it's Brendan Hawthorne, so that's B-R-E-N-D-A-N, h-a-w-t-h-o-r-n-e dot org and they'll find all the details there thank you very much for speaking to me today I hope you have a great day pleasure
0: thank you thank you
2: Uh, you yeah I'm Kerry Halford so I I work with Brendan uh, on the musical side of things Um, we we formed a duo called So It Goes
0: so so
2: my background um, is a little bit different from yours. I kind of grew up around performers. My parents were semi-professional performers, so I kind of grew up backstage and rode in. It's, it's
0: amazing, isn't it? Like, I speak to so many artists that have been around uh, music, and it just kind of gets absorbed in, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, so It's always been part of your life.
2: Absolutely. Um, didn't do anything for ages. Um, and then one day, Brendan walked into my day job for a meeting with one of my colleagues, and I asked him if he would like a cup of tea, and he went, yes, can you sing?
0: Nice. It's a very forward way of <laughs> conversation.
2: And um, uh, it took about 12 months to convince me. Um, but yeah, we've been together about 10 years now, yeah. working together, just working yeah. on our latest album at the moment. Fantastic. So, um, are you going to be
6: performing today? Yes, yeah. we are.
2: Yeah, I'm glad to be back out actually doing some live performance after yeah. so 18 long.
0: months. This is
6: yeah, really it's crazy. Probably our first one for two years, it isn't
2: is, it? It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. So. Brush off the cobwebs. And, is this your uh,
6: first? This is your first? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. This will be a special one then. You won't forget this one, will you?
2: No, no. We we're actually trialling some of the new material as well. So that's uh, that's a bit nerve-wracking as well for the yeah. first time.
0: Well, all the best to you guys. Thank I um, hope you have a great set and uh, everything goes well today. I hope it stays dry. It looks like could just blow over this. but. Thank you very much for chatting Lovely to Lovely talking to you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Alex from the Shoes with Biscuit podcast. Would you like to introduce yourselves and who you are?
7: Yeah, sure, so we're Cheer Unleashed. We're a local cheerleading company. Yeah. Um, my name's Gabby, I'm the founder, and then this is my team.
0: Oh, fantastic. So you guys are local, you Shoes with Biscuit?
7: Yeah, we're Telford. So oh, right, okay. Yeah, at the minute we just operate out of Itzel School, so we're there in the evenings. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, we do children and adults classes, so we do both.
0: Cheerleading as in what you see traditionally on the TV and the movies and stuff, or is it all about dance, gymnastics and stuff?
7: So, yeah, it's gymnastic elements. We do things like we throw each other in the air and- and we catch each other. And then there's some dance jumps, a lot of gymnastic bits too, lots of flipping, lots of spinning. So yeah, Fantastic. it's good to get involved in.
0: How, how young do you guys start then with this?
7: quite young so we start from about seven years old and then our oldest members go up to over 30 so we cater for all different ages and abilities
0: oh fantastic when does this start is this fairly new then or has it been going for a while
7: no we're really new so i'm a personal trainer and i've been doing that for two years and now like i love cheerleading so much so my passion for that has made me start this cheerleading club so that's where we are now
0: it's not easy to make people smile and feel good about things it's really not it's a talent right so You've got to be good at what you're doing or you've got to love it, I suppose. Yeah, you have to love it. Yeah,
7: Yeah, you've got to enjoy it and you've got to be able to get on stage and just have fun. So that's what it's about, having fun.
0: When it comes to um, being smiley and happy and, and, and being floaty or whatever you guys do, on a bad day you know everybody has bad days how do you get through it is it is it the music is it your comrades is it is it what how do you get through a bad day Guinness
7: well you've got each other like it is very much a team sport so if one of you's having a bit of a bad time you need to pull that person up and then help them out so that you can help each other and just get better
0: fantastic so, yeah. so you, you guys are fairly new uh, obviously we're just going through this pandemic stuff yeah um so have you guys been training on Zoom or anything like that, or is it just is it post pandemic? No,
7: we're we're post pandemic, so wow, amazing. Yeah, no, it's going really well because the restrictions have lifted. I wasn't able to open it until that point because ah, I didn't okay. want to do it with restrictions. So now that that's lifted, we can all do stunts because that's a group thing. So yes, of course, yeah. Yeah. We can do it now, so it's, it's good that it's recovering.
0: Well, tell people where you are and how they can find you guys.
7: Yeah, so we're on Instagram. So if you follow at Cheer Unleashed, or you can phone us on 07872067920, and my name is Gabby, just after me.
0: You guys are fantastic. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, get we're doing vlogs as well, so we'll get some of your uh, your performances later. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for chatting to me, guys. Have have a great day.
7: Yeah, thanks for having us. Cheers.
0: Hello, I found Katie Rink from My Shrewsbury. How are you? You good?
7: Hi,
8: Alex. Yeah, good, thank you. I
0: was like, do you want to do an interview? She was like, oh, do I have to?
8: You <laughs> <laughs> know me, I'm camera shy and mic shy.
0: But you're very good at it, though. That's the thing. It's, like, a, it's like a double-edged thing, yeah? And My Shrewsbury here at a festival like this, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense because you are like the voice of Shrewsbury. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You do good, such we a great job.
8: We are
0: the voice of Shrewsbury. Alex. We? we oh, well. <laughs> we, I mean, this, there's so much to talk about, though, isn't there? So much going on here at the moment. And you know, after 18 months of sitting around waiting for the world to reopen and now it's open there's almost too much to talk about isn't it right
8: it's amazing to see everyone out in force today it's lovely down here there's so much going on it's um it's great to see festivals back we love it so we're here today launching our subscriptions Alex a bit of a plug for the magazine there yes Uh, but for the first time you can have the magazine posted to you at home um, nice. and we're also send, sending people digital packages of content to keep them in the loop every weekend
0: fantastic yeah
8: so we're excited to share that today
0: and you brought your team along with you today who yeah we got here today? so
8: anyone i could exploit or or, <laughs> <laughs> or
0: drag kicking and
8: screaming to help me today so this is kathy Tariq, and george say hello guys Hi. Hi.
0: hello guys hello hello i know that's like we're pod Adam i i'm like can you just come please. and sit with me for 24 come hours please help. Like, um <laughs> But yeah i mean you guys do such an amazing job i'm so glad to see you doing the subscription thing and you growing and because that's yeah. what we need right you've got to we...
8: try it you've got to try it out Absolutely. it's um it's hard to keep it all going but uh, fingers crossed today we'll get to chat to people and them well, that's what it's all, all about though isn't it I and mean, yeah. you're going to get
0: people coming to you going oh i'll read your magazine i yeah. really enjoy it and that's the nice feedback yeah
8: get, we've right. got a great front cover this time as well with yes. uh, the doodle boy so i hope some children will pick it up and color it in because i was it's,
0: just at bloom it's, yesterday it's i was at bloom chatting yeah. to kerry she's amazing and sort of an amazing legacy they've got there
8: 100 percent. yeah she doodle boy uh, was discovered by kerry at bloom wasn't
0: yes it? she was yes yeah. he was yes um uh, along with many other people, I mean, we were talking, and she was saying there's a there's an international sort of reach now because of Doodle, and this is what happens. You know, you find a great artist, and they inspire others, and then they inspire others. Yeah, is, you know,
8: And all the street art going on in town as well. It's amazing to oh, yeah. see how how much art is appreciated now in Shrewsbury, and I think that spurs people to try things out and to be more creative, and it all just. It's
0: self-perpetuating. It's yes. really, it's really good. Uh, and what you're doing with, uh, with the, the especially with the covers, with artists, you're giving them a license to go out there and show people what they do. So yeah,
8: thank, thank you for
0: that. No, thank it's, you it's right. really nice. Um, I, I might, sh- I might throw my name down for a subscription because I think we need this coming to our dot. Yeah, sorry, my wife saw it. Do out. your
8: deal, Alex. We do your deal. Do your deal. Yeah.
0: the <laughs> mates rates. <right. Yeah. laughs> because I do need to, I need my finger on the pulse. Because there was there was a while there I was kind of like, oh my god, why didn't I know this was going on? What, what's going on here? How's, where's this come from? Was just
8: so that's exactly what we're trying to do. With the my shoes be in the loop. It's the digital subscription, so that we'll send you on a Wednesday a package of what's on for the weekend coming up. Oh wow! And we're going to work with lots of local businesses to make sure you get some tasty offers. Like priority tickets at Theatre 7 or discount tickets and restaurant offers, stuff like that. So you'd get it pop up in your inbox on a Wednesday, you don't have to go looking for it, there's no risk that you'll miss it on social media when it passes you by. So that's the plan, we're going to give it a try, see if people like it Um, Did you
0: win a mug Timmy? I just noticed Timmy's won a mug Wow! Hey, done. Where did you get that from? That's from the cool. Kitchen Depot. Well done.
8: <laughs> Bra! You, you go hoovering up the freebies.
0: Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's my plan later. <laughs> <laughs> Only the edible ones. Casey, thanks for chatting to me. Yeah, um, and I wish tea. you all the best with this. Genuinely, I love you a bit. Love you oh, a lot. Well, love you, you. Well, lots. And
9: uh, have a great day. Weekend. Bye.
8: Thank you. Bye.
9: bye, guys. But if you were about to do a competition today, you should eat white bread. But I'm not doing competition. An athlete told me that, I don't know if there's no. any, t- but, you know, he just said that. They
0: say that brown bread is meant to be healthier, but it's all lies. It's all is lies, it? all carbs.
9: Yeah. <laughs> all it's carbs. Sourdough, carbs. Carbs. anyway. Speaking to the microphone. I prefer sourdough, anyway. I like a bit of sourdough. Sourdough's <laughs> great. Oh, pizza. Brioche. 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 Oh, brioche. With brioche. In it. Brioche yeah. and chocolate, uh, Brioche a, and chocolate. Sorry. Brioche pa, chocolat. mm. and chocolate. Oh. A pandu chocolat. And chocolat. He's a man of culture. Yes. <laughs> Hi, culture. guys. Um, <laughs> that's mouldy bread. <laughs> that's mouldy bread. It's got bits in it. Mouldy bread. Mouldy bits. Mouldy bits. bits. What about fruit loaf? Mmm. Whole new. Whole new. Whole yeah. new thing. Yeah. Are, can we we just do that? We can, uh, that's definitely better. We'll, but well, I mean,
0: cheek's cheap. Let me introduce myself. So, I'm Sorry. Alex. I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Uh, so, today we're going to be wandering around. We speak to everybody that's taking part today. Well... Almost everybody. There's so many people taking part today. It would take me a whole year to walk around. We're only here for two days. So, yeah. <laughs> would you like to introduce yourselves to my to my audience?
9: Uh, I'm I Mel Panic, and this is Yayan. Hello. Hello. And you're here with Panic Family Circus. We are Panic Family Circus. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, the, I noticed that the, the little mini high top you got coming here, and I was, yes. I was like, wow. We, we definitely need to walk towards here. And have a look at this where does this all start for you is this is this a new thing an old thing have you been doing this
9: for a long time oh, a long long time yes yeah. it goes way way back to to my dad was started or standing outside panic circus doing puppets well my granddad used to do puppets as well just community stuff and whatever start working with kids wow uh, yeah. I'm, i was at the folk festival
0: um last weekend and i spoke to organized chaos uh, from wales um k8 OS. and they talked about how the circus and doing this is great for getting kids off the streets and teaching new skills and you know core energy you you're doing performing arts as
9: well yeah. there's a little bit of everything with the circus right mm-hmm. absolutely yeah I mean juggling just just take juggling uh, there's, there's evidence shown by by brainy people with big we'll big <laughs> foreheads that if you learn <laughs> to juggle it increases the size of your brain that's why I'm so smart yes mm yen juggles a lot. Yes. Yeah? Yes.
0: I can do yeah. two balls, I can't do 3 never been able to master it. I don't oh, know if it's, oh,
9: We could teach you, we could teach, teach you to do, yeah.
0: You teach people how to juggle? That's yeah. like yeah. that's like teaching someone the meaning of life, I mean.
9: Expanding their brains. Yeah, that's yeah. Really yeah, yeah making um, people
0: brainy. Very yeah. much intellectual, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're a youngling. Yes. Uh, how long have you been doing circuses? Been part of your all for a while? Have you just come into it? Uh,
9: working with Panic Family Circus, this is my well, technically second year, but last year there wasn't much work at all. No. no. <laughs> but um i've just done a full season ish which has been really good but uh, i've been juggling for years before that uh however many like six years maybe i taught myself uh and then you juggle
0: with fire and chainsaws and stuff uh, like yeah that. i
9: could juggle fire and i've got knives it's nice knives? in the truck as well yeah oh um but i'm studying at circo media in bristol it's a circus and performing arts BTech.
0: I, I, I spoke to someone last week about that. About, about I was like, you can go to do a degree or <laughs> yeah. get a qualification in circus.
9: That's that's great. Is that new? Um, the, uh, so there's a degree that follows the BTEC, which has been around for about twenty years. Oh wow! Okay. The B The BTEC is relatively new, and I think it's one of maybe three in the UK.
0: Fantastic. I mean, a lot of the, the, the famous comedians and entertainers around the world start off with, circus. I think Lee Evans was one of them wasn't he? Or was he circus? I can't remember. But maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, during lockdown obviously there's lots of skills, lots of uh, you know dangerous things that you can do being part of a circus. Um, how did you keep in touch with things
9: uh, when it comes to keeping trained? and? Uh, well, yeah, and learned the, learned the slide trombone Yeah. 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 Uh, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, and I, I, I did some home ed education camp, so I'm lucky to live somewhere where there's a camping field by my house. Oh, of set up the big top and invited a load of people to come and learn circus skills, oh, so in small amazing. groups that were allowed, you know, in groups of 30.
0: So what do you guys offer, offer with, with Panic Family Circus Because obviously this is like a hands-on thing today for the kids, I guess. And you do, Is this something you do, um,
9: is it typical for you or do you do actual full circus shows as well? Uh, we do we do clown shows, we do puppet shows and we do lots of teaching circus skills. Yeah? So we um, do a bit of everything and we do puppets. And what's your favourite thing to do? For sure,
0: what's your, what's your uh, has everybody in the circus gotta have their their core thing that they're good at?
9: I love a bit of everything. I love, what makes then, me what? giggle is Yayin trying to get me to throw clubs at him. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And, and juggle to each other, it's quite funny. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of juggling, so juggling is my favourite thing, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Well, you guys are great. Thanks for chatting to me. That's right. Um, Thanks um, for having us. Uh, I just saw Thank you making those big, big bubbles. So the, um, the, you guys will um, obviously see these guys up and down the field. Um, where can people find you on social media? Can, are you on
9: Facebook? Yeah, Panic Family Circus got a Facebook page. We have got a website. Um, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Thanks fun. for chatting to me. Have a great day. Yeah.
0: Thank you. you Right, hello. Uh, so I'm Alex. Uh, we were chatting on email, weren't we, uh, uh, about, about doing this? Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to our uh, to my listeners?
5: Certainly. Thanks, Alex, uh, for this opportunity. So I'm Caroline. I'm from Hunkington House Kitchen, based on the outskirts of Shrewsbury, um, and I am so excited to be here at the food festival. It's really nice. And we were like, what
0: Hunkington Huntington House? What? I mean, I don't think I, like, what is Huntington Huntington
5: House? So. Um, <laughs> I wanted, I've always wanted to um, teach classes, Um, and I've been on so many different baking classes, cooking classes, and then we decided to move house in 2017 found hunkington house um, it's got such an amazing kitchen it's huge <laughs> and it deserves to be filled with people baking but also having a good time and of course friends with a drink so i was thinking of a business name and i didn't want to be known just for cakes so i just thought i love the sound of hunkington house so why not be hunkington house kitchen yeah. so that's that's Beautiful. the story behind that
0: I love, I love homemade sort of businesses and, and where they come from, especially when it's to do with food because, you know, I've spoken to a few chefs over the years and stuff, and, you know, speak to people like Adam Pennell and oh, people, yeah. you know, and it's always about the fire of the food and the, the kind of, that's a social aspect of it, isn't it? It brings oh. people together, right?
5: Totally, and I think that's why. I, so I... My friends laugh because I say I'm a bit of a cake snob. Um, but I think I've been spoiled with my mum and my nan, you know, always making homemade stuff. And I think for me, there's something about making something fresh. It excites me that a few little ingredients, you could make something special um, so simply as well. Um, and I think for me, it's it's all about experimenting having some fun and I think that's the thing with the classes that I want to do like ever since you know Covid and lockdown it's all been on Zoom.
0: Which isn't the same is it you can't get the smells of the kitchen or the uh, you You you
5: can't Um, I've had so many people join and have such a good laugh Um, and I think now that I can do in-person classes as well it's amazing and honestly I can't I can't wait. I
0: mean the listeners at home can't see the big smile on your oh. face. look how happy you are. Looks like you were born to do this. I mean, have you always been a baker? Is this something you've always done?
5: So, great question. Um, For me, I think I've always baked with my nan and my mum and my nephew and his girlfriend are here today (laughs) um, helping me. But my nephew, whenever he used to stay, he'd have to make cupcakes. So I think it's awesome that, you know, I'm teaching cupcake decorating today here. But I think I've baked from a young age. um, And I think that must have been about 13 years ago, my husband bought me a KitchenAid. And because it was too big to go in our tiny kitchen at the time, it stayed out. And the baking has just grown and grown and grown. And mostly, I'm a bit of an addict for classes myself. Yeah. Um, but I think it's down to the fact that you can do, um, not only are you learning something, but for me, it's an escape. And you go and meet new people. And I think that's what I'm all about. So in fact, I can now do it myself and people can come to me. It's Amazing. so exciting.
0: Well, we just caught a tail end of one of your your, your classes now and the, one of the ladies that just made petals and put the roses together yeah. for her, she looked so happy. She was really genuinely like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that.
5: I know, and I think that's just it. So many things are simple, but she's just said now, she's got a young girl and she hasn't got the time at home to do it. She's just come here. It was a birthday present off her husband. Nice. And she said the fact that she was surprised that she's done it, But also that I can supply all the stuff and show somebody. And I think it's just lovely that you take the time out for yourself in order to do it. Mm. I think that's what I'm all about. Um, I do like to talk a bit too much. So I think that's that's,
0: that's, perfect. (laughs) If you're gonna gonna teach classes, you can't be like, so um, this is a cake. Yeah. you know you're, you're gonna be you got to be you yeah. have a bit of excitement and yeah. a bit of charisma and that looks what looks like what you've got right there you know
5: and it's lovely what you've just said about you know how excited I seem because I've written a blog recently said that this is how I find my sparkle because I think for me I need to be around people I love meeting people and I love teaching this sort of thing yeah now, I've taught things before in my other job but this is what I love. Yeah, I really, course. really do, and I think for me, this is ace.
0: Bacon has got. It's, I mean, I'm a, from a family of bakers. My 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 dad and my stepmom and mom in ireland and island have been bakers for years and years and yeah. years and years, and they'd have to get up at like three, four o'clock in the morning to prep for the bakery and yeah. then get all the bread made and stuff. You know, so I, I know what it's like. It's it's like it's something that's built into you, right? It is.
5: Yeah, yeah, honestly,
0: it's, uh, it's incredible, incredible. So we're here at uh, Shrewsbury Food Festival. Um, and uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? It's just phenomenal, it's so busy.
5: Oh, it's amazing, and the weather, the sun's come the out. The sun's just
0: come out now. Yeah. Um, um, your, your niece and nephew gave us a, a chair uh, to sit down because I was like well, oh, we've walked miles we've been everywhere you know <laughs> and as we sat down the sun came out and I nearly fell asleep i tell you what and Timmy uh, you very graciously gave him a cupcake and bless um, him. I think he needs a sugar rush right now because he's like I'm hot uh, yeah. I'm tired bless yeah.
5: him so. but it's good but I've got my children here today and you know they don't want to get up early on a weekend i'm watching one clean
0: the table as we speak amazing great job <laughs> great job great job
5: she does like to organize things she is a good one so yeah
0: so how long ago, how long ago was honkington open
5: then uh, since
0: 2018
5: 2018 yeah so i advertised classes just for, i started this after taking voluntary redundancy from a hr role um and say so advertise the classes and only people I knew booked and I didn't appreciate then that people need to know like and trust you and I think for me coming to the food festival I wanted people to get to know me yes, of course. talk to me and just see what I'm about because I think investing in a class you want to know who you're gonna be with so I I do like to talk and I do like to meet people, so I think this for me was just a perfect opportunity and somebody said last night when I did a, a live it looked like the little bake off tent it does yeah and I do I <laughs> You're
0: love right, it, yeah, it really I think does. it
5: is it's, it's ace and I just think for me just getting a chance to talk to people and meet people is this is just the
0: perfect place for it because there's a little bit of everything here and you know um, there's people that, I, I can't believe how many people there are here I'm just so sure sh- this is our first time at the food festival see so mine, I'm, I'm, mine I'm blown away I'm blown away by the atmosphere it's really no, it is. Good. Good. It's
5: lovely. I'm a bit jealous about all the people walking around with a drink, though.
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm thinking uh, I'll go see Darren from Gin Different in a minute, and inquire <laughs> about um, purchasing a beer, possibly, exactly. at some point. Yeah, I'll, right I'll treat before.
5: myself later. Um,
0: yeah. How can people uh, book onto a class and find out where you are?
5: Yeah, brilliant. So I've got a website. It's called Hunkington House Kitchen. Um, if they want to uh, follow me on social media, I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, and on Facebook. Um, but on the classes, it'll just come under... Um, the different options whether it's zoom or in person and if they've got a group of friends and they want a laugh they can just contact me and we can do a private group and the in-person classes are only three or four so it's you know
0: that's oh, very intimate yeah it is
5: yeah it's really really good and honestly i'd love to hear from anybody
0: amazing and a big shout out to the march's growth hub as well because they put this together didn't they, they? did um, what's the silverpreneur silver entrepreneurs oh, it are, is
5: right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, a yeah, fair play to chris i contacted them so the silverpreneurs are for people in the sy postcode and over 50 and i'm okay. delighted to say i'm in the over 50 club oh, Hey, fantastic yeah, <laughs> so you don't look it not at all <laughs> not at all um but yeah so chris got got us uh, in touch and i'm yeah. honestly delighted with this opportunity so thank you so much
0: oh fantastic that's really good yeah well, they spoke to us they, they were like oh would you like to speak to carol i said like, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. Oh, and would you like to speak to us too? I was like, I'll think about it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I snapped the rounds yeah. off. Um, thank you very much for chatting with me today. I hope you have a great time with yeah. these classes. Me you look too. like you're glowing. You I really am. Are. I'm glowing. You, really are. Yeah. you guys can't see over the podcast, but um, have a great day. Thank you so much. And thank you for chatting to me. Okay.
2: Right. Thank see you. Bye.
0: Bye. Hello. I found another BBC guy. Folk festival. It was Jim. Now, it's Paul Shotworth this week, you That's guys are right. busy. Yeah. You're busy, busy,
10: busy, It's great just to be amongst people, I mean it's been a long time since you're able to see your audience having fun, enjoying themselves, and as much as I've loved some of the elements of, of doing things virtually, just to see people with their picnic blankets, their dogs, their families, just having a bit of fun, yeah, of enjoying great food and getting to support local businesses as well because it was always going to be interesting to see how many local businesses survived this came through the other side and carried on doing it because so many people have diversified changed what they do done things online and it is amazing to see an event like this on such a popular day the weather's kind of perfect we're not sunburnt we're not drowned it's just nice that you can kind of enjoy yourself be amongst people but also be secure that you can be far farther enough apart not to feel intimidated or uncomfortable with it yeah and i think the blend And I think what this will do as well is create, instill a bit of trust in events and the fact that you can go and that they can be socially distanced and they can be fun and you can be amongst people safely because I think it's always going to be a doubt for somebody. It's been for some people almost two years since you've had this many people in an area like this. And it has changed the way events are planned and go ahead. But
0: I think it's it's just fantastic to see so many people having fun. I think Beth and the guys from Shropshire festivals are absolute trendsetters yeah. across the country. I mean, people yeah. are looking at what's going on here and going, ah, oh, well, they can do it, we can do it too. You when know? you look at what the county's done and how it's led,
10: I mean, they were the first to do the drive-in movies during lockdown yeah, where yeah, you could course, watch yeah. them for the comfort of your own car, which on the date they did the first one was one of the biggest events in the country that was happening at the time and they're always thinking of new things and the next thing and what's coming up and not just settling back and doing the same old thing. And as much as it pains me to say, I think we've kind of benefited from having a year off because a lot of the events that we have in the county are every year at the same date and you get into a bit of production line of uh, you, the folk festival the flower show and this yeah, okay, it's sure. that then there's stuff in newport and everything that goes with it and having, yeah, <laughs> yeah but having had a year out now we're coming back and like this is new it's fresh it's different it's exciting and it's great that people can embrace these events as something fresh and, and it has that new sort of, but almost reminiscent feel to it. Yeah, yeah And I think really. it's going to be great for the events calendar to see the, because all eyes will be on these early ones. There'll be vendors that aren't here that aren't sure and want to see how things pan out.
0: And I think it's a good sign that it can happen and be great fun. Very, very successful. Yeah. Uh, we were speaking to um, to Caroline from um, Hunkington Manor, Hunkington yeah. House. Yeah. that's this, this tent here and she was saying she's been about since 2018 this is the first one the first time she come to the yeah. food festival but well, people are seeing her name they're seeing yeah. the brand and they're walking by and I think you need festivals like this for small businesses to flourish, right? Yeah. Thousands of people walking past these names and seeing them. It, it's to it showcase central. your brand in front of
10: footfall. Yeah. And that's something that we haven't had. You know, it used to be, if you wanted footfall, if you had a little exhibit stand in a shopping centre, thousands <laughs> of people would walk past you. Yeah. And now that's not the case. Yeah, now, our shopping habits have changed, the way we do things have changed. And events like this to allow vendors to get in front of customers and to try a new flavour of cheese. By the way, there's a guy in there that's doing horseradish cheese Give it a go. He's a guy with a queue that's right yeah, out yeah, yeah. It's
0: out of this world.
10: But to try something new, what he needs is feedback from customers going, Oh, I love this, or it's a bit strong, or it's yeah, a bit yeah, this. Of course, yeah. and, and developing products and getting feedback is something that a lot of our product
0: developers have really missed, and it's great to be able to see them back. Uh, well, I'm very happy. I, I mean, I've taken some great pictures so you can see the masses of people of the quarry. It looks fantastic. So and it's great to see you out there as well. I mean, it's great to see the BBC sort of spreading out, doing their thing, and having. And having fun with this yes exactly. because um you know the bbc could have locked out and gone nope we're gonna put you in a bubble and we're gonna keep you safe guys yeah. but no
10: you're out here the and, and there are elements of cautiousness obviously for, for workers for employers and for places but you you've kind of got to gauge how it feels and and it feels right to be here in front of
0: people entertaining and having fun amazing thank you for chatting to me and uh, hopefully we'll see each other again at some events absolutely thanks alex nice to chat to you man and I think we'll leave it right there. Um, we I like to keep these episodes kind of short. I don't like to go on too much. Uh, you know, sort of 40 minutes to an hour, whatever. Um, so, yeah, this is the end of part one of this podcast of our coverage of the shrewsbury food festival i want to say a huge huge thank you to the guys at shropshire festivals you guys are amazing on the not just on the for the, the weekend and the build-up and you know the constant communication between you guys but for everything you've done for me uh, and the guys at the shrewsbury biscuit over the last couple of year or so um you guys have been absolutely outstanding and um i really do appreciate it and i love working with you guys too because you're also so so happy even in the the most busiest of times I see you guys and you're smiling. So I really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the episode. And if you want to support the, the show, you, you absolutely can. Um, all we ask for is for likes and shares and some uh, support on social media if you don't do so already. Um, you can check out our website as well, which is theshrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. All of our audio is available on there and um, you, know, you can play it straight from the website. You don't have to bother with apps and stuff and uh, you can find ways to get in contact with us as well if you ever want to chat to us or you want to come on the show or you know someone that'd be brilliant or you have any suggestions we're always always open to suggestions so definitely get in touch that way our website is brought to you by our sponsors web orchard they make amazing websites they really do and their Pete is fantastic the whole team are in fact and so if you need a website make sure you check out web orchard and they will help you out absolutely they will Uh, thank you so much for tuning into this episode And we will catch you guys next time for part two. Peace out.